No Draymond, no problem. The Warriors with their best defensive effort of the season and a 114-97, gotta have it, Game 3 win at Chase Center. What does it mean short-term? What does it mean for Game 4 when Draymond returns? What does it mean for the series? Let's get into it. Let's go. Oh, hey there. Warriors win 114-97 at Chase Center. No Draymond Green. No problem. Their best defensive effort of the season, holding the highest scoring team in the NBA, the Sacramento Kings, to just 97 points. Shut them down behind the three-point line. Changed all the numbers in terms of offensive rebounds, second chance points, turnovers, turnover points. All those things, the bench, all those things that had been in favor of the Kings were in favor of the Warriors. Now look, it wasn't that hard to predict that the Warriors would come out in Game 3 and do what they did, but still they did it. I thought the championship medal would show tonight. Now we knew that Steph Curry would do that, and he did. And we knew that Andrew Wiggins would do that, and he was as close to championship in two-way wigs as we've seen since last year. Uh, Kevon Looney continues to be the most underrated warrior and one of the best and most underrated uh, rebounders in the league. He looked like Dennis Rodman in Game 3's victory. 20 rebounds, 9 offensive rebounds. He just fights for everything and give credit. So th- those are going to be the headliners. Those are the guys that we're going we're gonna, to – I'll pop up the box score in just a second. Those are going to be the headliners. But certainly there's a lot of guys, and they it won't show up in the box score, who stepped up. And we'll get into all those conversations. Hit me up on the comments. Game three without Draymond Green. When Draymond comes back, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, you can see I have everything. I have the numbers, the, the some of the thoughts. Game four to Sunday. We'll look ahead to that as well. But uh, welcome into the show. If you're looking at, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, thank you very much. All you have to do is search John Lund Unleashed, and you'll get everything. Please subscribe. Tell your friends. We also have the podcast as well. Take us with you. All you have to do is search John Lund Unleashed there as well. Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast. And, of course, listen to me Monday through Friday with the voice of the 49ers and the former voice of the Warriors, Greg Papa, the former voice of everyone, uh, Greg Papa. And we will break this thing down on Friday from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. on KNBR, KNBR.com, and the new KNBR app. So lots of different ways to get my thoughts on all these kind of things and make sure, again, you're subscribing, telling your friends, much appreciated. All right, let's uh, let's pop the box score up because some things will tell you a lot in the box score and some things it will lie to you. Now, like I said, a lot of things have been flipped in this, but let's just go to the headliners first and we'll go from there. 114.97, I've highlighted some of the things, but 97 jumps out just because this is the highest scoring team in the league and they don't do that. Uh, the 20 and the 25, if you're watching on the YouTube channel, that's bench points. The Kings had been dominating that behind in game number one, Malik Monk, who had 32, and Trey Lyles, who chipped in. Then in game number two, uh, a little bit more Monk, but then you had a guy like Davion Mitchell step up. So they had been dominating. Their role players would play better. Well, of course they did, because in sports, that's what happens. Role players play better at home. So venue switches, and uh, to me, Moses Moody was was completely uh, unsung, four of seven, two of five, 13 points, but it was the two threes that he hit early, gave him some energy, came back in the third quarter, did the same thing. I highlighted Jonathan Kaminga because, again, his numbers aren't going to jump out at you, but he had some nice minutes on the floor. Steph, of course, the headliner, 12 of 25, 6 of 12, 36 points. He was great. 
Andrew Wiggins, very un, uh, unsung tonight, or uh, in game three. Eight is 16, three is six, 20 points. Every time they needed a hoop, it seemed like he was the guy to get it. And one of the things that the Warriors started to do was early on, and I'm sure that, that Steve Kerr said, settle down. Because they were doing the same thing offensively they were doing in the first two games, which was one pass, shoot, one pass, shoot, one pass, shoot. And the offense is designed to say, good shot, better shot, best shot. So in other words, you keep swinging that ball and make that extra pass, a guy will be open. So they were doing that, and they started hitting some threes, even though the final numbers of 16 of 50 for 32% won't knock your socks off. But to me, it's how many you make. I'm big into the pluses. All right, so the Warriors, 16 to 11 in threes, that's plus five. Times that by three, that's 15. So you're plus 15 in three points. All right, and they only shot 23.4%. Now, some were misses. Most were defended well. And to put this all in perspective, the Warriors packed in the paint so they could rebound well, which they did, but yet they still got out to the three-point line and defended that maybe as well as they had all season long. So that was the three-point thought. The bench thought where they outscored the Kings and the Kings have been outscoring them. Again, there's another plus minus, so that's a plus five. And then really the big stat tonight was the Warriors came in turnover-wise, and this is where I would will always say, look, you can stop doing this. The Warriors, it's constantly said, both locally and nationally, well, that's just what they do. The Warriors just turn the ball over. They don't have to. They just get careless with the basketball, and they were a little bit earlier. But the Kings had five first-quarter turnovers, led to 15 for the game, and the Warriors 11 turnovers, which for them is great. Now, why does that matter? Look where else I've highlighted down there, where it says total turnover at the bottom. Seven turnover points for the Warriors, 22 for the Kings, plus 15 in the Warriors' favor. They had come into this game in the first two games, minus 27 in turnover points. And a lot of the turnovers are live ball turnovers, which means easy baskets. So they were plus 15 in turnover points. They were minus 27 in the first two games of this series. And then the final big, big number is you look in the middle there. I'm doing your numbers for you if you're watching on the YouTube channel. So 22-7 off turnovers plus 15. 18 offensive rebounds for the Warriors. They'd been getting crushed on the offensive glass. 24 points, 12 for Sacramento. Man, this is like a math class. Plus 12 off offensive rebounds. Uh, again, more numbers, sack 11 of uh, 47, 23.4% on threes. And I told you under the numbers, Looney with the 20 rebounds and the nine offensive rebounds. So that's what they did from a box score standpoint. You can take a look at that going away in three, two, one. So that's your box score. And a lot of, and sometimes the box score can, oh, let me pop it up one more time. Sorry, I lied. Sometimes the box score tells the story. Sometimes it doesn't. I told you that. In Wiggins' case, it does. In Curry's case, it does. In Moody's case, it does. In Dante DiVincenzo's case, it doesn't. Plays 26-47, two for eight, six points. You're like, eh. Had some assists, had some boards. Did a nice job, right? I mean, nothing blows you away. Dante DiVincenzo, from the minute he came into the game, had tons of energy. Great passes, making an extra pass. Hit a three. You know, it did some of those things. But defensively, the hustle, tipped balls, just the, the, the tone that he set once he came into the game, the energy that he had. And Steve was throwing all sorts of, especially early, lineups against the wall. He was taking Steph out a little bit earlier than he normally does, seeing that maybe he was going to have to use him later. Took Looney out for a big stretch when they started to get a double-digit lead between the third and the fourth quarter. Uh, Anthony Lamb played in this game. Jamichael Green played in this game. And I said this on KNBR in the afternoon before the game. 
that when you're down two zip, all right, two zip, three zip means you're zero for 146 all time in the NBA playoffs. So even though this isn't a an elimination game, it's as close as you can possibly get because teams that go down zip three are zero on 146 in the history of the NBA. So what I knew Steve Kerr was going to do, now he started Jordan Poole in place of Jer- Draymond Green. Poole was just okay. I, I think to win this series, he's even got to be better. And I'm not talking about on the defensive end. He's just got to be better on the offensive end, calm down, hit shots, be Jordan Poole. He did that sometimes in game number three, but he can do more. But what he, he So he puts Poole in the game because we all know that Poole's better as a starter than he is off the bench. But then he started pulling guys off. Is it going to be Moses Moody? He hit a couple of early ones to give him some energy and gave him some confidence. He brings in Lamb. He gave him a little bit of physicality, even though you know not a lot of minutes, not a lot of numbers for him. Brought in Jermichael Green. Bought him some minutes so that Kevon Looney could rest and be effective the rest of the game. So those things aren't going to show up in the box score. But everybody who came off the bench in Game 3 had energy, had focus, did the right things. I'm not saying everybody played perfectly. But the bench outscored the Sacramento bench. Your role players are going to do that at home versus road. They came in with the right attitude, the right energy, the right game plan. Pack, pack the pack the lane for the offensive glass. Make sure you're not beat on the glass. And then they got out to the three-point line, and, and Sacramento still struggled. He got weird. You know, there's weird lineups out there that you're like, what is this lineup? But they did a great job of putting everything together. So, 114-97, best defensive performance of the season for the Warriors when they needed it the most, and ironically enough, without Draymond Green. So that leads us to Sunday. Again, look under uh, the third column there, game for Sunday. First and foremost, Dre back. Now, the first thing you're saying to yourself is, well, that's great. They won the game without Draymond Green, and now they get him back, and they're going to be better. Well, remember, they lost the first two games with Draymond Green. Now, I know it was in Sacramento, but this is a team that's won a road series in, what, 29, 27, whatever the number is, consecutive series. They can't bring Draymond Green back and then everybody go back to the way they were playing, home run or otherwise. So the same energy that you knew, like they knew going over to the game. They knew sleeping last night. They knew going through film. They knew once they knew that he was going to, that Draymond Green wasn't going to play, the mindset of guys changed. Now it's always going to be that way with Curry. And I think it's always going to be that way with Wiggins. And I think no matter what, it's going to be that way with Looney. But I think some of the guys kind of thought to themselves, okay, I just got to do a little bit more. DiVincenzo came in right. All the guys off the bench, Moody came in right. And even Curry. You know, Curry's like, I got to step it up. Looney was like, I'm the only big. I mean, they in their head, they got it that look, Draymond's not going to be here. And so my role I'm going to have to be better, and I'm going to have to bring the energy, and we're going to have to be perfect, and we can't turn it over. Our margin for error is smaller. Let's not turn it over. Our margin for error is smaller. Let's make sure that we're going to the boards as a team. Let's make sure we're packing it in the paint. Let's make sure that we're setting the tone and being physical. Let's make sure that we're always bringing energy. All those things happen for the Warriors for just about everybody that played in Game 3. So it's really easy from a human nature standpoint to have Draymond Green back and all the things he does and say, I can relax now. You can't. You're still down 2-1. So the, it's great Draymond Green's coming back, but a, from a standpoint of sometimes it's better than when that guy's gone. Because remember, Milwaukee won a game without Giannis the night before. Memphis won a game without John Morant the night before. Now, the Clippers kept it close against the Suns on Thursday night, but they can't, couldn't pull it off at the end. 
but that's three of the four games where a star player, maybe the best player on each of those teams is missing, and they win the game. Why? Because everybody came in and stepped up. You can't have it go back the other way, where Draymond comes back, and guys who came in with the right energy, the right attitude, ah, we can start turning it over. We can be looser with the ball. We can take dumb shots. We don't need to swing the extra pass. I don't need to pack in the paint. Uh, he'll grab the rebound. No big deal. All those things still have to occur, and everybody's still got to have that same mindset with Draymond Green back on the court. That's how it's got to be. They can't relax. So there's a danger in that. Uh, like I said, keep as, as I have game four and Sunday under that, keep the turnovers down. Stay focused that way. Hit the board. Stay focused. Play with the same fire. And then as a stark reminder, we, we came into this thing going teams that are down 3-0 or 0-146 in the history of the NBA, if you don't win on Sunday, teams that are down 3-1 are 13-257 all time in the history of the NBA. I know what you're yelling at me. I can hear it in your ears. They came back against Oklahoma City. They did. There's no question about it. And Oklahoma City with, at that point, Westbrook, Durant, I probably think that's a better team than what the Kings are. No disrespect to the Kings. They're very, very good. But I think the Kings beat the Warriors if they're up three games to one because the the Warriors are the Warriors on the road that we saw all season long. Can they pull a game together? Because both those first two games, they were close enough to where if they made plays down the stretch and played better, then they would have won those games. And they here's here's where we have all believed in the Warriors all season long. They've done it before, right? Well, they didn't show it really in the first two games, although they were close enough. But you look back and went, geez, eleven and thirty. Game number two, they didn't execute down the stretch. You know, made dumb plays, dumb turn, all those different things that they had done on the road. Can't keep guys out of the paint. On ball defense. They they did those things in Sacramento a lot. They look like the same Warriors. But the confidence that they'll get in holding them to 97 points at home, 33-8 and eight at home, 11-30 and 30 on the road. So I expect them to win that game, but they're not going to just be able to do it. But they're going to have to win a game in Sacramento. We know that. We think they can. But teams that are down 3-1 are 13-257. and 257. I get it that they beat Oklahoma City. But the numbers still aren't in your favor. So you don't want to go down 3-1. You don't want to relax. That would be my only concern. Great getting Draymond Green back. But the rest of the guys can't just go, well, Draymond's back. He does so many things. He rebounds. He initiates offense. You know, he sets tones. He defends. Everybody's got to do it. So Kavon Looney, as great as he was, grabbed 20 again. Grabbed nine offensive rebounds again. Moses Moody, if you get a chance, hit a couple of key threes again. Jonathan Kaminga, play within yourself. Energy, going to the rim. I love his, his best play was actually going and taking Alex uh, Len to the rim. Because that was a message sender. Dude, you had a couple of decent games. When You don't normally play, but you had a couple of decent games. This is a message sender, not tonight. And he got to the free line, and I think he hit one or two. But that you saw what kind of aggression that, that Kaminga had. And he had it because Draymond Green was out. And DiFincenzo played much better. Now, he was at home, but it was because Draymond Green was out. They all knew that they had to focus a little bit more. Don't lose that focus when Draymond returns. That's all I would say. So there you go. 114.97, the Warriors are back in the series. Give me your thoughts. What did you like about game three? What do you think of the rest of the series? Draymond Green coming back. Do you share my concerns that guys could get kind of complacent and go, well, Draymond's back. He'll take care of that. He'll take care of this. He'll take care of that. I mean, we're kind of all like that, right? Like, people are in and out of your life, and when they're not in your life, then you you got to do more. you got to do more things. Like, my son's 19. He's in college. We did everything for him. 
And he came back for uh, for Thanksgiving and was like, I, I didn't realize how much you guys did. I mean, that's Draymond Green. He does everything for you, so except score. But he does everything else for you, all the little things. And you're like, I didn't even notice that. You did my laundry and folded it. I took it for granted. I mean, that's Draymond Green. He does it all. So hopefully other guys don't take it for granted and they continue to do what they did in game number three. Give me your thoughts. Don't have to agree with me. At John Lund Radio on Twitter. If you're watching the uh, YouTube channel later, put it on the comments section. I always answer the comments. If you're listening on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcast, hit me up and make sure that you're subscribing both on the YouTube channel and on the uh, podcast. Listen to me on KMBR as well, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. weekdays on the Blowtorch KMBR 680. We'll talk about it on Friday. That is John Lund Unleashed, various sports talk with me, John Lund, only on the Locked On Podcast Network.